0: welcome to the home hour i'm kirsten and i'm graham we're two mobs aspiring to create elegant spaces and gracious homes while dealing with real life schedules budgets and children
1: stick with us and we'll share and show what we know what we've learned where we've messed up and how to fix it
0: for everything we can't make up we'll bring in the best experts we can find cheers we're really getting into the spirit of the season it's the holiday cocktail episode of the home hour
1: Today's episode is a beginner's guide to mixing drinks and a look into how festive seasonal cocktails can help make your holiday merry and bright.
0: Plus, eggnog hacks, book recommendations for aspiring home mixologists, and some tried and true hangover cures from LA's best bartenders. All that and more on today's episode of the Home Hour. Welcome home. Welcome home, Graham. Welcome home, Kirsten. And welcome everyone to the Home Hour. It is cocktail day of the Home Hour. Technically it's cocktail night because that would be a problem for drinking them all the day. Um, but we are talking about holiday cocktails, which is so fun. There's so many fun parties we're excited to delve into the world of cocktailing with None other than Hannah Chamberlain of Spirited LA, who has honestly just got a wealth of knowledge on the subject, and we loved our conversation with her. But first, we have a sponsor for this episode. We do.
1: Thank you, Kind Bars, for your sponsorship again. Kind Bars are wonderful snacks that are made in the United States with ingredients you can recognize and pronounce. And all the snacks are gluten-free, low sodium, no sugar alcohols, and made without any form of genetically engineered ingredients. And for our listeners today, anyone who goes to kindsnacks.com forward slash the home hour, we have a special deal for you where you can join the Kind Snack Club and you'll also get a sample box where you'll get to try the kind snack club and kirsten and i've been doing this for many many weeks now and we've tried a whole variety of kind snacks and kind bars and we just are real big fans so thank you KindSnacks.com forward slash the home hour for your sponsorship of the show today
0: yeah graham i have to say i don't know if you've actually joined the kind snack club or if you're just enjoying kind bars the old-fashioned way but i have joined the club And I love it. I actually signed up. I sort of like forgot I had signed up and then a box showed up in my house. We were so excited. And my worry was that we were going to have too many kind snacks. You know, I'm like, is this going to be like one of those things where I have them and then we're not eating them? And um, it's been great. Having them in my pantry has actually just been sort of one thing off my to-do list. You know, my kids come home, we're running from library time to soccer time. We need to run in real quick and grab a snack. It's just it makes me make healthier choices for them, just not kind of thinking about it. I just have them at my fingertips. Um, it's been great. And thanks to um the the sample box, I tried that jalapeno one that you said was so good. It, wasn't it was great. It was, it, great, was so, right? it was amazing. I was I was totally wrong. The jalapeno one was delish. So I know we talk so much about kind bars, but it's it's true. It's a love affair. We can't stop. We love our kind bars. So um My experience with the Kind Snack Club has really been great. I really have to say I recommend it. And the nice thing is it's not like you're signing up for life. You can cancel at any time. You can put it on pause. So it's really not like a giant commitment. Um, I would definitely give it a try. If you enjoy them already, like make life easier. Take one thing off your to-do list. Go ahead and go to kindsnacks.com slash the home hour and try that free box and give it a try. Seriously, you guys, anything we can automate in our life makes it a lot easier. So I'm a fan. I'm into it.
1: Good stuff. And tonight we are talking about automating, as you said, cocktails, right? Because I think Hannah really, she dug into the depths of how to not just pour yourself a mom glass of wine. I think that was kind of where we were going with tonight's episode, right? The holidays are coming up. We are just taking ownership of what it is we're drinking. We're talking a little bit about how we're going to drink and be responsible. Most
0: people, when they talk about like, let's stop pouring that mom glass of wine, they're thinking like, I'll have a water. But I love that you're like, no, 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 we're going to have some whiskey. Like, we're not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. We I'm saying a lot, of, I think
1: a lot of moms today are saying to themselves, wine just maybe doesn't make me feel the way it used to maybe a decade ago. And so I just you've got
0: two options, right? You just quit. And we're not, <laughs> we're not quitters over the whole hour. Yeah, we're, we're kicking it up a notch. We are talking
1: to, I mean, and honestly, if you have not gone to this Instagram site, you're going to be blown away with cocktail. Just, I can't even say the word because you know what I'm thinking. It is that gorgeous. So spirited LA, she is here and just basically breaking it down for us gals.
0: I know. And Hannah's like, obviously significantly cooler than we are, right? She doesn't have kids. She lives in San Francisco. She's amazing. She drinks cocktails for a living. She's awesome. Um, but she's just so nice and she has so much useful, useful information. And I have to say, I actually met Hannah in person and I went to this cocktail seminar she did. And I was like, well, how did you get involved in cocktails? Like what made you start liking cocktails? And she just looked at me and there was like a silence. and She goes, have you tried them? And I'm like, <laughs> I just kind of let it hang out in the air. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah stupid question stupid question so um so yeah her her pictures if you're not following her she's on instagram that's kind of where she's most active and her pictures are incredible and uh and I like that her recipes are kind of tried and true she's she's done them all and she's um just kind of on the forefront of all the trends so if you kind of follow her you'll know what everyone is doing next and you'll be Coolest yeah, mom, stay coolest keen, listeners. mom on the block. If you want right. to learn
1: how to keep like elderberry around your house and make it look cool and useful. She'll tell us that in the recipe. Yeah,
0: and so also some of my favorite podcasts. I love um The Girl Next Door podcast. I love Crunchy Cocktail right? They all have cocktails when they have their podcast. Man, I respect them because I can barely get through the introduction. I'm ready for night night. So, um without further <laughs> without further ado, I leave it to better women than me to drink cocktails while they podcast. Um Hannah Chamberlain from Spirit LA. Light. You guys, I hope you learned a lot from this episode and have a, a nice cocktail. And, you know, we're going to put on Instagram a few days before this. So if you haven't checked Instagram, stop what you're doing, put it on pause, go make yourself the cocktail and enjoy the cocktail with us while you listen. Okay, we're here now with Hannah Chamberlain from Spirited LA. Hannah, thank you for being on the home hour. We're so thrilled to have you.
2: Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me. This is so much fun.
0: This is so much fun. So listeners, we're doing things a little bit differently. Today we are um we are having a nighttime recording session and we're having look at me, I'm already messing up my senses. We're having a cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> we're having a
1: cocktail,
0: a Christmas cocktail. Or a holiday cocktail. Yes. Love it. So Hannah, why don't we start by explaining what it is we're all enjoying and we are very much enjoying it.
2: Oh wonderful. Uh, this is a blitz and sour. It's got a rosemary syrup, some lemon juice, and bourbon with a little ginger liqueur in there. Uh, It's got a nice holiday flavor to it. It's bright. It's a little spicy, and uh, yeah, it brings a lot of nice holiday flavors together. It's also garnished with a sprig of rosemary and some cranberries, so it looks very festive.
0: Okay, can I just be brutally honest? When I saw the recipe Mm -hmm. and saw the um, rosemary-infused simple syrup, I was like, well, I don't have time for that. I did it. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad I did it. You are a genius. That was, it was one, it was so, so easy. I don't know why I thought that would be hard. It was very simple and it just, um, gosh, it just gives it like another dimension.
2: You know, syrups are one of those things that when I first started reading all these recipes and looking into it, it seemed really intimidating. It seemed like chemistry, but once you do one or two of them, it's addictive because it brings all these wonderful, wonderful flavors out in a new way and it's super easy. And people think that you're doing this incredible thing when you you, you did it today. You know, it's really easy. It's
0: really easy. And it, uh, it is, an, it is still an incredible thing though. It tastes delicious. Well, can
1: I say something? Once you sent this recipe over, so the idea was Hannah was going to get us all in the mood by sending us something that we could all try at the same time. And if you put in two sprigs of rosemary and you drop cranberries in the bottom of the glass, it actually kind of looks like a reindeer head. So I can see, <laughs> you know, like the ant, the rosemary looks like antlers and, <laughs> Oh, so and, the, cute. and the cranberry kind of looks like
0: a Rudolph. I would I have just it. said a Christmas tree, but yeah, Rudolph. I like it, Graham. I like it. Okay, so Hannah, let's just start with this uh, with an overview of this kind of whole idea of cocktails. Um, so I'm I'm a wine drinker. Wine's my my favorite. But as I'm getting older, 40 is like right around the corner, I am having a harder time drinking wine. And I don't know it's if it's one of those things where I'm getting older, so I know a lot of people who are also not drinking wine anymore or have cocktails like had a had a resurgence like it just seems like cocktails are just exciting right now and and spirits are just the right thing but like I it's also intimidating like I don't even know if spirits is the right word
2: you know it's so funny that you say that unfortunately for me in some ways that same uh I had trouble with wine when I hit my mid-20s for some reason two glasses of wine and I was just done the next day it was no longer an option for me so it sort of forced me to start, forced is a strong word, but it uh, motivated me to start looking into other things to drink. And I started sort of investigating cocktails, which gave me no problem the next day, uh, in moderation, of course. So that's really what started me on the path. But the resurgence is definitely there. Culturally, over the last couple decades, people have started getting, really bringing in the classic cocktails and kind of marrying that with farm-to-table influences. And it's created this beautiful new cocktail culture that is really making an impact and doing some really exciting things. Spirits is a great word to use. Um, okay. You know, uh, you can also say booze. Uh, no, one, no one will ever turn down a boozy fruit salad or something like that. Uh, so, so when it, I say yeah. the
0: word booze, I feel like I'm like someone sleeping at a park bench, like literally <laughs> holding my booze in, in a brown paper bag, but that's okay. I'm, I've gotten the approval for that.
2: <laughs> um, I, think, I think you'll be in very good company with that word. I certainly, uh, I certainly find it a perfectly legit term.
0: Okay, perfect.
2: And I just want to mention one more thing about why uh, cocktails are so exciting. With wine, you're really at the mercy uh, of what went into the bottle that you really had no impact on. So you open a bottle, you enjoy what the winemaker made, but for cocktails you have so much agency and you're so empowered to create your own Beverage, you can really put your stamp on what it is you're drinking and whatever mood you're in. You can completely kind of make that happen for yourself. So I think that's a really fun part of it too. You can be very creative and uh, very independent with what you're drinking.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, like for example, our, our, our kind of holiday theme cocktails, I noticed by following your feed, it's like seasonal, you know, and I could tell when they were a summer post as I was going back kind of in time that just had a summer flair. And and yes, of course, there's rosé in the summer and those other things, but yeah, there's just so much more room for creativity.
2: Definitely, definitely. And you're incorporating so much produce as well that you really get to take advantage of what's at the farmer's market and what people are kind of putting in these nice stores. So it's it's nice to, uh, in your mood, obviously, as well. Like if you're going to be by the pool, you're probably not going to be drinking your eggnog. So, <laughs> mm. But
1: that's a good question. I mean, that's okay. That kind of brings me to my question. Um, Our audience is primarily women. And I am going to just admit that I'm often not comfortable making mixed drinks, which sounds so old fashioned and crazy. I completely get it. I know maybe you're rolling your eyes there because you're an expert, a subject matter expert, but I grew up and it was kind of the, the guys were out, you know, with the shakers and, chopping things up. And I I noticed almost, it almost seemed as if more women were just pouring a splash of wine and that was it. And obviously it's something we can do. I just have never done it before. I don't feel very comfortable. I put it in a different category.
2: That's so funny. Um,
0: now break break the mode. Graham is a sexist cocktail maker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I get that it sounds crazy, like, I, but I almost put it into the category of like lighting the grill or mowing the lawn. I mean, of course, I'm completely capable of doing all these things. I am fine with it. I just have not done it as much. I'm not as well versed in it. Um, well, so what's a good place to start?
2: well, please don't tell my husband that I could be capable of lighting the grill or mowing the lawn because I don't want that getting out there. Um, <laughs> but I completely understand what, what you're saying. It's funny. I've never really thought of it that way. But when you think of a lot of the kind of iconic cocktail makers or drinkers, they are people like James Bond or Winston Churchill. They're not women as often. But yes, absolutely. It's very easy um, to make these things. If you cook, if you bake, there's really no difference at all. Uh there is a lot of knowledge that goes into it a lot of the time. But one thing that's really great about cocktails is anyone who's interested in it loves to talk about it. So I think a really great way, if you're interested in like doing more of it, if you're at a bar and you can sit at the bar, you can sit at a table next to it, sometimes just sit at the bar. And if you're drinking something you like, ask the bartender, what is this? What's in here? Why did you do this this way? And I guarantee you, most of the time, they will love to talk to you about it. They can't get enough, especially also in like artists and liquor stores. They also have a tremendous wealth of information. So uh, never be intimidated about it. Everyone's also learning. New things are coming up all the time. And uh, that's one of the things that's so fun. Uh, There's so much going on out there and there's so much enthusiasm. So I think I understand what you're saying, but I think there's so many resources and, and so many Kind of ways to get into it that people are excited to bring you in with so yeah we should interject
0: though that hannah is like drop-dead gorgeous so maybe a lot of bartenders are more than willing to chat with you and share their information i don't know <laughs> i think what i I, I understand <laughs> what you're saying though right I, that enthusiasm is contagious that's probably quite true well
1: and maybe the, it's a good suggestion you know i know that to dance with who brought me right so tequila is my friend and bourbon is my friend but vodka and gin are not and we will never be compatible I just know that because unfortunately I've gotten sick too many times like it's just you know how you just there's a couple things you just can't drink we all have that
2: spirit yeah
1: what's that spirit for you hannah
2: vodka vodka yeah. vodka vodka 100 <laughs> percent. so if i'm drinking vodka that's probably not a good sign
0: <laughs> right yeah something right it's like way too late at night um when, yes. it, when it finally comes out should i have checked yeah. if mine was bourbon before we started this night i don't know but we'll see oh i think goodness. i think i'm okay i think i'm okay i'm okay but, but to dig into Graham's question a little more are there some basic rules like are there any like You know, you gotta have when you set a table. You should always have starch, a vegetable, and a protein. Or, you know, is there anything like? There's kind of a couple basics, or is it just is every drink different?
2: You know, uh, this is interesting. There are some there are some rules that are kind of basic for different categories, but there aren't overall rules. I think something that's really great to know are the spirits that you gravitate towards. So, if you know you like bourbon and you know you like tequila. Look into those drinks first. I also think before you start going crazy and, you know, innovating with some bizarre uh, syrup and weird ingredients, it's good to master some basics. So a really good one, if you like bourbon, is to look into an old fashioned. An old-fashioned is really simple in some ways. Um I would argue that it's very simple. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's it's whiskey, it's a sweetener, and it's bitters with some ice. So, If you can master that, that's a good place to kind of, when you learn that, when you get that together and you get it tasting good, you can change up the syrup, you can change up the bitters, that sort of thing. But if you learn a couple basics and kind of keep those handy, that's a really good place to to start off. There are also a bunch of great books out there, like 12 Bottle Bar. I can't recommend enough for people who are looking to kind of simplify and really have all these recipes that can come out of just 12 simple bottles. Uh, It's a a really good one to pick up and, and get started with. Like a
0: capsule wardrobe for your bar.
2: Exactly.
0: Okay, so wait, can I ask you a real quick question? Because this is kind of like an old-fashioned, right? The cocktail we're enjoying right now?
2: This is a variation on whiskey sour. A
0: whiskey sour. Okay, never mind. So I'm totally off.
2: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that one, there is a rule for sours. You're going to want to have the same kind of proportions for the citrus, uh, for the sweetener, and then for the spirit, the base spirit. Things that are very similar to a sour as well are margaritas are similar that way. There's the whiskey sour. There's a sidecar. So a lot of different things do kind of riff on similar proportions and similar ingredients. Um, So yeah, once you start mixing up a couple of these basics, you're going to kind of get a sense of what makes a balanced cocktail. And it's very easy after that to kind of be a little bit more inventive. Another really good resource is Instagram. And uh, Pinterest is also great. You'll find some really amazing people out there doing that kind of thing and coming up with their own recipes and trying out a few of those from accounts that you gravitate towards is a
0: really good way to jump off too. Hey guys, sorry for the interruption, but we'll be right back with Hannah and more cocktails in just a second. But we have to take a quick break to tell you about a sponsor who has just joined us because it is an amazing offer they have for our listeners and one that we had to tell you guys about before the holidays.
1: Yeah, we have partnered with canvaspeople.com and it is so much fun. Honestly, everyone listening, this is a no brainer before the holidays come up. Basically, they are giving away an 11 by 14 canvas, a photo canvas. So what you do is you can pick one of your favorite pictures or pet pictures, family pictures, pictures of your children, and go on, upload it. It's ridiculously easy to do. I did mine the other day, and it took me maybe five minutes total. I picked out a really cute picture, and what they do is they turn it into a photo canvas for you. And what they're doing for our listeners is giving away an 11 by 14 canvas that it's normally priced at 6 And they are so confident that their product quality and service is so good that they know if they give their first one away for free that you'll come back for more. So all you have to do is pay shipping. Might as well try it. It's great. I got one for my mother-in-law for the holidays. Oops, I hope I'm not giving this away because I think she listens. (laughs) And I was just absolutely thrilled. It was just a really fun, nice thing to do and a really sweet holiday gift to do. So I'd encourage everyone to go to canvaspeople.com and enter our host promo code, which is the home hour and claim your free 11 by 14 photo canvas. Enjoy it as much as we're enjoying ours.
0: Absolutely, and I'm glad you said that you got that for your mother-in-law because as I was looking at it, I was really the hardest part for me was not uploading a photo, not figuring out the site. All of that stuff was really easy. Um, it was deciding: do I keep this for myself, or do I get my parents a gift? Because it's always hard to find grandparent gifts, but uh, maybe with this promo code, maybe uh, everyone can uh, can get one then you can solve these problems. Um, okay, well, thank you again so much, Canvas people, for your great sponsorship for our show and Home Hour listeners. Take advantage of this. This is a no-brainer. Just pay shipping. Um, thank you, Canvas people. And now back to cocktails. Cheers. Now, help us kind of unpack
1: the trends that everyone's into. I know a few years ago, it was artisanal ice. Is that out um, or... Can you have artisanal ice? Is that even a thing? Is that real?
2: My husband is so into his ice. It's very funny. Um, But artisanal ice is is very big, and the clear ice is is massive. You really want to have the great clear ice. It's not that important in terms of your flavor of the cocktail and really enjoying the cocktail overall, Uh, but it is pretty, and you'll get a lot of respect for doing it the right way. Um, I think one of the biggest trends that I'm really excited about this year is the emphasis on the Spanish gin and tonic. Have you guys ever had one of those?
0: No, but gin and tonic is my favorite.
2: Well, then you will love this. Okay. So the Spanish gin and tonic, it's a lot like a regular gin and tonic, but they really focus on the quality of the ingredients. So you'll have a very nice tonic, something like a fever tree, uh, a gin that you carefully select, and you will garnish the heck out of it. So... You'll take a goblet, you'll put the ice in there, the nice gin, the nice tonic water, and then you'll bring out the flavors in that particular gin with some great garnishes, like some thyme, rosemary, juniper berries, some citrus. And it really changes, when you have herbs as garnishes, it changes the experience of the drink because as you inhale and you breathe, you get the different scents and uh, they're really beautiful. One thing I really like about this trend too is it's great for entertaining. If you set out a couple different gins with different flavor profiles, like maybe a floral one, an herbal one, a citrus one, you have your tonic water you set out, and then you put out a whole bunch of ingredients. Your guests can kind of come and build their own gin and tonics, put their own garnishes in and, and kind of explore that. And it's it's very fun and they look beautiful.
0: That's such a great idea. Gin and tonic like party. Mm-hmm, that yes. would
1: be beautiful at, at some sort of party. I think I like that. Kind of an updated, you know. Bloody Mary bar.
0: That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. kind of yeah. reminds me of the Bloody Mary bar, which I've never made a good Bloody Mary in my life. I don't want to make my own. I want someone who knows what they're doing to make mine, but
2: we'll, no. give,
0: we'll give it a go again with the gin and tonics because that sounds exciting. I like that.
2: I love the idea of making bars at parties that guests can make themselves because personally for me, when I'm When I'm having people over, if I'm behind the bar the entire time mixing things up myself, it's going to be a long night and no one will see me and people will try talking to me and I'll be like, shh, I'm shaking this. Leave me alone. So (laughs) as much as I can put in my guests' hands, I'm going to do in that way. That actually makes me
1: think. Sorry, you spoke about um, Bloody Mary bars. Have either of you ever bought a can or a thing of Clamato? do you know what i'm talking about it sounds like an std it's like
0: clam tomato juice
2: i know what you're talking about and i know i should be cool with it but like, it that weirds that? me out too <laughs> okay clamato
1: weirds you out too it does i don't know Ugh. i have a friend who drinks clamato like by the
0: glass kirsten do you know what
1: i'm talking about
0: do I know the friend? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I want nothing. To, I don't even want anything to do with this conversation. I don't want to touch it. Move along. Okay. Uh, so this is it is December when this when this show will air. So everyone is in the holiday mood. Everything is holiday holiday. So um, let's talk about holiday cocktails. Um, okay. I I personally get like a Christmas nostalgia drink, and I think it might have something to do with a very specific fraternity party we had every year where they actually made. Christmas cocktails, which was pretty impressive for, like, 21-year-old boys. But um, I love the idea. I love the idea of, like, you know, the Christmas movies where they're always drinking their hot toddies and their eggnog, and and it just, I don't know, I feel like that's one season that really is tied to kind of cocktails. So can we talk about some ways to kind of jazz up maybe those traditional warm, fuzzy Christmas drinks, or, like, do we not mess with it? Like, do we take the classics as they are?
2: You know, I think there are some really great uh, riffs on the classic holiday drinks, one thing that I really love is I I can't get enough of hot cocktails during Christmas. I think Mm -hmm. it's something you can't have any other time of year, and you can go out and get your Christmas tree. I don't know if you guys, do you guys chop down your own tree over there? Probably not. There probably are a lot of Christmas tree farms there, huh? (sighs) Not as many as we
0: have. We've had almost an entire show on Christmas trees just recently, so. (laughs)
2: Oh my gosh. Um, I used to always do that growing up in Wisconsin, so that's something that, no matter how miserable and sad the Christmas tree lots are in Southern California where I was, I would make us do it every year. Um, but when you're out doing love that or whether you're taking a long winter walk, looking at the lights, having a nice little you know hot cocktail in your, in your mug is something that I love doing every year. So one of my favorites is a plantation pineapple rum with hot apple cider, mulling spices and some uh, honey mixed in. That's something that I love having every year. And it's pretty easy to make up and yeah, total, total favorite nostalgia drink. Another thing that I think is really fun, um, an update on eggnog. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) In LA, it was really huge last year. And this is a fantastic thing because it's a lot healthier for you than, than regular eggnog. Uh, I, I love splurging on Christmas drinks, but it's also nice to have cut the calories when you can. Uh, people were using vegan horchata as opposed to the typical cream and egg. And it was a little lighter, obviously, but it really brought a beautiful flavor and it was very nice and fresh at the same time as having kind of a milkiness to it. So that's all I go back, what's vegan horchata? Oh my
0: God, I'm so glad you (laughs) asked because Graham's the foodie, I'm the home one. So Graham, if Graham doesn't know, I don't feel as embarrassed, please. So there's (laughs) gotta be listeners who are like, I'm gonna Google that. So tell us. So There
2: are a million recipes on Pinterest for this, uh, I have not made it myself, but I've talked to so many people in LA who have at different bars. Uh, it's a rice-based, I believe, uh, the vegan version is, so it's easy to uh, make for people who are vegan, etc. cetera. Okay, um, so a rice milk-esque concept. Yeah, yeah, a lot of bartenders are doing great things with that.
0: Okay, Hannah, you know that my dad is a vegan and he's coming for Christmas. So I think that you have just solved all of my problems. I think that we are going to be serving. Dr. G is getting for Christmas. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Yeah, there's so many
2: good recipes out there. Uh, Go nuts. I'm going to try to make one of those this year as well. So if I find any great recipes, I'll send them your way. Love that. Sounds
1: delightful. You're making me feel so much better. I remember we may or may not have had a party and I just remember we had a big thing of hot chocolate on the stove and cider and eggnog. And I mean, I must have had 75 people in my house. I don't know where my parents were. And we were just dumping handles of liquor into these hot pots. <laughs> but by the end of the night it was midnight and we were all standing around sober as stones. And we were just we'd cooked off all the alcohol. <laughs> so, oh
2: my and, goodness.
1: Live and learn, add it afterwards, right? I mean that's <laughs> that's a basic, right? Make your drink heat it up and then put your alcohol in at the end, correct? Yes. Yes.
2: Yeah. Uh, um definitely. Although there are a lot of great mulled wine crock Uh, Solutions out there as well, but I think that's about twenty minutes and not too hot. So I think I think those are
0: safe. By safe, I mean still boozy. By safe, you mean unsafe. (laughs) Okay, Um, okay. So I, most of our listeners are young moms and or just busy moms and overwhelmed. But and and like I said, when I saw the ingredients, I was like, oh, that just sounds really hard. I've got to get dinner on the table while I'm making my cocktails. So. I get that it can be totally intimidating, um, but as I, as I adventured out and tried it, it really was not that big a deal. So do, if, maybe we could talk about some fun or easy ways to just add like a signature cocktail to the holiday table. You know, you don't have to have a full stock bar. You don't have to have 50 different options. You're not a restaurant, but maybe just one fun signature cocktail. Like how would you encourage people to do that? Something that everyone would enjoy or well, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Well, I love the idea of pre-batching cocktails before holiday parties. Again, when you're entertaining, you don't wanna be you know, shaking up some crazy Ramos Gin Fizz or something like that. I think one thing you can do if you have no time at all, if you have in this drink, you see the cranberries and you see the rosemary, you can add that to many classic cocktails and all of a sudden it looks like Christmas. So make sure you have those round and then it doesn't matter whether you're making a gin and tonic or just having a flute of champagne throw those in there, it looks like Christmas. So I think that that's a nice little quick one to do. I think another great one is if you have the time to make this one syrup, if you make a syrup with mulling spices in it, you can add that to rum, you can add that to a uh, Moscow mule, you can add that to an old fashioned, and it gives a really nice Christmassy flavor to so many different cocktails, and you can use it over and over and over again. So if you have one hour, one afternoon, Make a big batch of it and you're good for the whole season. Okay, jeez. Oh, totally different. How, how do that. you make
0: the mulling spice and um, simple syrup just for our listeners?
2: So, earlier today, you made this syrup. All syrups you kind of make similarly, in that you use uh, the classic way is one cup of water, obviously, changes for whatever batch, one cup of sugar. You wait till the sugar dissolves completely, and then you add whatever it is you're trying to flavor it with. Uh, For something like an herb, like we used the rosemary today, or spices, it usually doesn't take as long. You want to make sure it simmers and it doesn't get too, too hot, or that affects the quality of the syrup afterward. Uh, Stir it occasionally, and then 15, 20, 25 minutes later, you can kind of taste as you go along. Obviously, it's very hot, and it's very hot sugar, so be careful. Um, But once it hits its desired flavor, you can just strain out whatever you've put in there, and you have this beautiful syrup that you can keep in your fridge for about five days awesome.
0: And that's the kind I love of thing that. you can make a week in advance. Totally. Wild days in advance. We're talking
1: about week in advance and storage and tonight I actually had um the ginger liqueur you're talking about. The Domaine de Canton, was that it? Mm-hmm. Tell me. Yeah, that's the one. I had okay. it. It's a beautiful bottle, but I'm not going to lie. When I got the recipe, I was so excited because I was thinking to myself, "Score. I've actually got this kind of fancy liqueur." but I'm not going to lie again. It's definitely a decade old. It has been with me actually. Well, let's see. I actually remember when I bought it and what I bought it for. <laughs> and it was before my son was born. So that's He's only not seven.
0: Good. It's fine.
1: <laughs> so how often should one be kind of checking there? Is it, is it like a, um, a bathroom, you know, cabinet type thing where you need to be throwing out your old prescription drugs every now and then?
2: This is a very funny question to give me because nothing lasts in my house. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is not a we problem. Go through our, <laughs> this is not a problem with us. Uh, there are a couple of things you definitely want to watch. Liqueurs and, and liquors, the spirits usually last for a very long time and those aren't a problem. Um, but something people often don't change out enough, which they really should, are vermouths. So if you like drinking martinis, if you like drinking Manhattans, those are wines and Mm. of dry vermouth after three days after opening it even if you've been keeping it in the fridge it starts to get oxidized and is no longer what it should be Uh, a sweet vermouth you have a couple weeks usually in the fridge but those are things where people will open those keep them in their bar for a good six months and you know make martinis with them and uh it is not it is not good.
1: <laughs> Try six years. I got to go. Pause yeah, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, remember
2: <laughs> though, I
0: shared a tip with you about this before. So w- with your vermouth, you guys, salmon, vermouth sauteed in salmon is, um, er, salmon sauteed in vermouth is amazing. So if you've got, if you're going to have to get rid of it, cook your salmon in it, it will taste so much
2: better. I promise. Amazing. I've never tried it. The drier, the sweet.
0: Uh, oh, now now you're above my pay grade. <laughs>
2: but just, is it is it is it light colored or is it dark? Colored?
0: Light colored.
2: Okay, awesome. That's the dry vermouth. <laughs> okay,
0: yes. So uh, salmon sauteed vermouth is is mm, delicious. Okay. Um. Okay. So. We need to talk because I think a lot of us have um probably some christmas parties, some office parties. We need to talk about the strategy. We need to strategize this out. Um or if you're hosting a podcast and and having bourbon, like what are your strategies to get, to get through it all?
2: Um I totally hear you. Navigating the season is very difficult. You have a lot of parties, there are many many cocktails and you're kind of going one after the next. It can really take a toll on your body. So it's it's a really, it's a great thing to think about ahead of time. I, at one point a couple of years ago, was at an event where I had access to so many of LA's best bartenders, and I asked all of them for their favorite hangover cures. I got a bunch of answers that probably aren't safe for this podcast, but as I got long As long as you don't bad comments.
0: words, you can say yeah, it. Yeah, they are actually People hit us. Need on, to know. Go, go,
2: go. <laughs> oh my God, my favorite one. And somehow this this bartender had like written it on a canvas for his answer. I think it was like, I get up, this was his hangover care. I get up in the morning, I barf in the shower. I drink a shot of mezcal and I eat fries for three hours. Whatever it was, I was like, I don't, that's not really something that fits in my lifestyle, but uh, props to you, man.
0: Um, I, I didn't hear anything about preschool drop-off in that story. I'm a little confused. For the kids that come in at
1: 5.15 and say, Mom, I don't want Cheerios today. Do you have an English muffin?
2: amazing amazing um but there is one thing that i really recommend it's it's not the cutest answer but i think it's super helpful especially i hope to moms i think this probably shouldn't be too too crazy for you pedialyte Mm. if you can drink some pedialyte before you head out to a party the concentration of electrolytes the calories are pretty low It's very hydrating because a lot of people think if I drink enough water, I'll be fine no matter what. But it's really the electrolyte depletion that ends up getting a lot of people in trouble for hangovers and for not feeling great that night. So if you can drink a glass of your first cheers of the night, if you cheers with some Pedialyte with your husband or your friend or whoever you're going with, it's going to really set you up to feel a lot better the next day. But obviously, the other things are important. Um, Keep hydrating every cocktail or every two cocktails. Make sure you have a full glass of water. And it's tempting also during this time of year, we're all worried about our diets and we're all worried about all the sugar we're eating. So sometimes we don't pre-eat before we go to these parties, have a protein snack, something like that before you go. And that'll set you up to be in a lot better shape.
1: That's a good one. So do you do? I mean, obviously I didn't hear anything so about moderation
0: and I love you for that. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. um, Moderation
2: is key, uh, obviously, but, you know, we, we, these are for, if we were all great at moderation, we wouldn't need to ask these questions. <laughs> oh, great. I, I will say also. Do you also, drink light before you go out? During, like, particularly hard seasons or times, hard seasons, again, I'm out drinking, Um, you know, for, for cocktail tasting and for photos, I have to go out a lot, so I have to be very, very careful with, making sure I'm hydrated and and all of these things. So uh, I do drink it sometimes if if like I know I'm going to a big festival or something where I know I'm going to be tasting cocktails all day or if I'm going to a particular event where I know it's going to be kind of taking a toll, I'll definitely make sure to have some Pedialyte in the fridge or something for for when I go home or before I go out.
0: Well, there's also those Pedialyte pops, you know, that are they're like Otter Pops. So, can I buy these? Where where do they come from? They're at the drugstore, and they're like Otter Pops, and you can freeze them. So sometimes you don't necessarily feel like having um, more to drink if you're feeling really nauseous. You could have a you could have popsicle.
2: This is brilliant. You Mm -hmm. might be doing a tremendous service to the entire cocktail community. Well, my my my
0: pleasure, my pleasures. (laughs) Yeah, but Graham. um, Brought up a really good question. What about the uh about a pediolite cocktail? Why don't why don't we just kill two birds with one stone, Hannah?
2: That that's a that's an interesting point. I think, you make us one? could you
1: design one specifically for the home hour oh my gosh <laughs> this is
2: really this is really tough for me i don't know if it's quite as farm to table as we usually <laughs> like to go <laughs> i don't
0: know if you've seen hannah's uh, one of her latest posts on instagram which was a pregnant woman's cocktail craving so hannah you've already gone places you should never go <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> Hold a on. if
1: you make the home hour a pedialyte cocktails specifically just Made for us. I will include, if you want something farm to table and organic, I will include a small child that will cling to your leg while you drink it.
2: (laughs) Perfection. That's
1: like a garnish, right? You're talking about garnishes.
2: (laughs) okay this is brilliant i'm gonna make the pdla cocktail there's going to be a small child figurine attached to the stem of the glass oh no
0: no we're (laughs) sending our kids to you hannah enjoy enjoy actually
2: have the children all right all right a real child
0: (laughs) just for
1: you um hannah chamberlain thank you so much we are thrilled to have had you on the show today is there anything else that we need to talk about in the spirit of spirits All I'll say
2: is, if you bring cocktails to your family holiday celebrations this year, you will be the most popular kid there. The most your parents will love you. Every relative will love you. It's it's my number one way of getting through the holidays. Uh, always have them in hand and uh, bring them in mason jars.
0: I love it. Okay, so Hannah, how can our listeners find you? Because anyone, if you're not following Hannah on Instagram, like it is eye candy. It is recipes you want to try. We're talking about kind of stepping outside the box and trying some new cocktails, and you don't have to, you know, throw a dart at it. You can try one that Hannah has approved and said is amazing, and you can trust her because she's got fabulous taste. So where can we find you? Where can we learn more about you? Where can we learn more about cocktails from you?
2: You are too sweet. Thank you so much. Uh, Spirit at LA on Instagram is my main platform where I hang out, where I post everything I'm drinking and trying and experimenting with. Uh, as you said sometimes they're pretty bizarre other times they're more safe and and uh pretty and accessible so uh, i'd love to see you there also my blog spiritedla.com and yeah that's that's those are my two main places i
0: love it you put us totally in the mood for holiday cocktails this was really fun and you know cheers thank you for a wonderful um, evening and a and a fun a fun cocktail to enjoy it with
2: Thank you so much. This was so much fun, guys.
0: Thanks for listening. Thanks so much. Welcome home. Welcome home.